0: It is the APC Podcast once again from acmepackingcompany.com and SB Nation. Follow us on Twitter at the APC Pod. Like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. I am Zach Rapport at Zach Rapport on Twitter, I'm dialing it in from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, next week, I guess the Packers are ne- gonna play football next week and a half. I don't know, whatever. Time, time is a flat circle. It's happening soon. And to uh, talk all things time is a flat circle with me this week, my good buddy Alex Patakis joining me from Wisconsin today. Alex, That's how right. are you?
1: I thought I'd get an early start on uh, on tailgating for game day. <laughs> um, I'm doing okay. Uh, in the great state of Wisconsin, got here safely, needed out of the city. Uh, so enjoying nature. I did most of my work outside today. I saw rabbits. I saw a lot of squirrels. I heard a lot of birds. <laughs> it was nice. <laughs> it's a nice change up. I've been here for 48 hours. How many different uh, meals do you think I consumed cheese curds with?
0: 48 hours. I've been here
1: about 48 hours.
0: Yeah. All right. I'm going to say, since you teed it up, I'm going to say it's a lot. We'll go five.
1: <laughs> no, see, I think I was I was a little misleading. Only two. But still, a meal a day so far with cheese curds is it only means trouble, especially considering I am going to be here for quite a few days.
0: Only means trouble for the uh, plumbing in in that house. Are you at a hotel or a family house, or what's the deal?
1: Uh, no, family house. I am at my mother in law's house, um, where I have a very specific bathroom that pretty much only I use. <laughs> um, luxurious. When we're here, so it's uh, it's. That's a good scenario. Can't believe we're talking about poop already.
0: Is there a bidet there? Because as you know, I'm a bidet guy now. So
1: no, no, there isn't. I have to, <laughs> I have to cleanse my anus the old fashioned way,
0: <laughs> like an animal,
1: or uh, maybe the new fashion. Actually, I don't know. What's, which way is more old fashioned? Yeah. But like your I, way is is certainly more elegant.
0: Old way, new way. Like I said, time is uh, meaningless. Um, before we get into the show. <laughs> Um, a few show, in general, show updates for everyone out there. Firstly, as I, I mentioned at the top, we are, um, as a society, rounding the corner uh, as Packers fans. Uh, end of training camp is, is this week, and they're going to uh, do their roster cuts over the weekend. Then we will have a team to talk about and a game to uh, talk about and as such, typically that's when we uh, on the show here, the APC pod, get uh, our our regular season mojo back, which we are working on uh, doing. However, I did want to say that we probably won't be able to do our tarot card reading episode this year, yeah. which I'm kind of bummed about. It's funny. I think that there are plenty of listeners who will be bummed by that because they they really like it but there are some who will be glad because they are genuinely weirded out by that
1: episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and understandably so. I'm not going to knock anyone who might think that that episode is just a little strange but uh I look forward to it but I I honestly don't know. I just feel like like there is no such thing as like good news recently. Yeah. <laughs> so like maybe it's better that we don't forecast anything because I, I, who knows, like what the what's in the cards, right? For the Packers, I feel like it's uh, it it could only be dark at this point.
0: Yeah, it's true. And in fact, uh, hearkening back to last year's tarot card reading, I believe that uh, uh, Jamie, our our uh, wonderful tarot card reader, said predicted something last year like uh, the season was going to be really exciting and uh, generally, uh, fans would be happy, but then there would be a long sort of down or sad period and we are swimming in, in a down or sad period right now. So I
1: don't yeah. know,
0: man, cue the stormy music.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was right. You know, I guess we, we weren't a hundred percent sure about what that long and sad period was, but yeah, I think, I think we know now.
0: As the, as the reading often is open to interpretation. The other uh, uh, show newsy item that I wanted to hit on quickly is that the listener pick'em league is back it's going to be back this year we had some people on twitter asking about it so um, get at us on twitter at the apc pod follow us there uh, shoot us a message a dm or just uh, tweet at us if you are a sane person who is not on twitter the apc podcast at gmail.com uh, hit us up there and we will get you set up it's a free to play pick them and the highest placing listener gets a little stupid trophy it is uh a very, very, very goofy trophy. Congratulations to uh, last year's winner, Lauren, who I'm conti- I continued the tradition of taking like six and a half months to send the prize. So he got that maybe like two weeks ago, um, and he DM'd us a photo of it um, on his mantle, as it were. So that's going to be back. And if you're interested in playing, it's free. It's fun and you know maybe you could get a stupid little trophy that you'd be like i don't know i have to own this now i guess so wh- <laughs> whatever um but <laughs> um that's it for the updates uh, but uh, again as we round the corner into week one next week i guess technically we're gonna try for more content we're aiming for at least two shows a week um as we did uh, a couple years ago i think maybe a little extra um, from there, a little extra something, if if you're nice. But so uh, next week, uh, I just confirmed today, we have a Reef Hassan coming on to preview the Vikings. So one of our episodes will be a Vikings preview. Um, the other one, I'm sure, we'll have lots to talk about in terms of the newly minted um, Green Bay Packers roster. Again, that happening this weekend. But um, Alex, listen, I mean, let's be real. You know, there's any number of shows out there that you can listen to who will be grasping at the straws of the last position battles as the Packers close out training camp. Uh, And you and I, as we've already touched on, are just not quite in the mood for that. You know, roster cuts this weekend, and then we'll have our team, our players, our storylines, our actual games to preview and break down. Um, But, you know, you and I were talking earlier today via text uh, about this show today and what we wanted to do, and we just kind of agreed that we're in a weird headspace. And I think that a lot of fans, honestly, feel the same way. You know. it's September, but if you told me it was still May, I'd believe you. And if you told me it was next May, I might also believe you. So um, we put a, we actually we put out we put this out uh, a poll on our Twitter again at the APC Pod. Is this season gonna feel real? And uh, if you're listening to this at any point before Wednesday evening, sometime you can vote here as well. Is this season gonna feel real? Right now, we are at twenty nine percent. Say you bet. That's weird. 24% say not quite. And 47% say what's real anyway, man. So, (laughs) um, again, after a bonkers couple of months for everyone, my opening question, Alex, for you is, uh, is this season going to feel real?
1: (laughs) Yeah, if they're good. No, I mean, I don't know. Like it's, I think it'll feel it'll, there will be a point where it feels real. And I've gone back and forth on whether or not that's going to be early in the season before there starts being, like, positive COVID cases and cancellations or, you know, anything that pretty much any sport that has resumed so far, uh, particularly ones that don't do a bubble, has had to deal with. Um, Or or maybe at first it's, like, not going to feel real at all. And then all of a sudden you'll be sitting there in like week 10, looking at playoff scenarios. And then you'll be like, wait a second. This is like something that's really familiar to me. Um, I, I, I'm not trying to like preface the season by saying there's going to be some type of, uh, asterisk, right? Like on whoever wins the title this year, but it's just such odd circumstances. I mean, what was training camp 12 practices? Like And and like, no one could really, there was like limits on like things that people can report. Um, There was just so much weirdness with that. No preseason that the first few games of the season aren't going to carry as much weight as I think they normally would, even though they're going to count for what they normally count for. Now I understand there's two more regular season games, so I guess they count a little less than they normally would, but no preseason, like early season football was so sloppy to begin with um, that, coming at it with such little, uh, you know, ramp up time, I think now just means that, you know, games that are very meaningful are just going to feel like, you know, shitty. Yeah, I I guess. (laughs) I don't know how else to say it other than that. Like (laughs) if the Packers went one in three in the first four games or something, I don't know that I would know anything about, like, I'm already doing this. I always do this. My whole thing is I was like, I still don't know anything about them. It's like week 15, but like, how could you draw any type of conclusions on the team off of the beginning of this season? You know that that that's going to be hard for me to wrestle with. Yeah,
0: even before the season starts. I mean, you mentioned the media policy, and and we touched on that a little bit last week with Tex Western, of course. And and I, I didn't mean to throw shade at other pods uh, earlier um, when I said grasping at uh, <laughs> grasping at straws of the final position battles, but um, there's been it's been a weird off season and even yeah, just like the, the media policy is just another way in which there's less information than there normally is. And it just feels like, um, I'm glad that those people are, um, those pods are talking about that stuff because, because I want to know about roster stuff. I don't feel qualified to talk about it right now on September 1st, but yeah, it's just, it's just been so strange to, what do we know? We don't know anything and the right, writers right. can't say anything. And it's just, we're going to, like you said, um, be finding out so much of what we might've found out in the preseason uh, in the first four weeks of the season, which was already a sloppy time of the year.
1: Yeah. And there is something fun about that. Let, let me try to be like a little bit positive about something in this podcast. Yeah,
0: Fun, sloppy football. There you go.
1: <laughs> well, there is, well, the actual fo- the quality of the football is not going to be great, but, I, th- I think more than any other Packers season, I'm going into the year expecting to be surprised by something, you know, like feel like there's this kind of this like discovery element to my football fandom this year where I feel like I know what they were last year. I know that there was roster turnover. I know that new guys had no time to get ready. And I know that guys who are older in age, maybe it's better to not have as many reps or maybe it's also just like getting the cobwebs out is going to take longer like mm. i feel like i don't know much about my own team you know and it's not even like by design like oh i really unplugged and i'm trying not to get so bogged down in like every practice report it's just that there's not any fucking information to know yeah. so like in a way we're kind of all just going to find out together what the hell this year is about um which is For me, like that's like like the most positive and fun way I can spin this is that if it's going to be a shit show, like we're all going to get to enjoy it together and nobody's going to be like, I told you so, because if you're making predictions now, it's based on next to nothing.
0: Yeah. We're all white knuckling down this freeway at full speed together for the first couple weeks of the season.
1: Yeah, it's fun. You know, (laughs) I'd rather be in this mess with other people than Uh, by myself, like whatever that, whatever that means. There's
0: no one I'd rather be in this mess with than you, Alex.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. It will it will be fun. Like there there will you know, we I for one feel even though sometimes I I sound like overwhelmingly negative about them able to like pull off this season during this pandemic. Um I do feel lucky that I'll have something to look forward to every week. Yeah. Cuz I think that is really hard part of a lot of this, you yeah. know. And like when people were like talking about how much they miss sports and how much it means to them, it's like I kind of get that now because <laughs> there's just like no benchmark and every day is the same. Yeah. It's brutal and I think that at the very least like one day a week for you know, however many Sundays is going to be different. So yeah. that I'm pumped about. And it's going to give us reason to cook good shit like the pork shoulder you made the other night or whatever you did. There
0: you go. Yeah, we got, uh, we went overboard. We got pork shoulder for like three weeks now. So <laughs> we froze a bunch I of I feel already. like you,
1: every single time that you say that you're like smoking a pork shoulder or whatever it is that you're doing, you're, that's always your line after. You would think you would have adjusted the portions by now. Or is that not possible? Do you, is it just like, If you make it, you have to make it big.
0: Your basic like decent grocery store. You really can't find, I can't find less than like eight pounds, eight and a half pounds. And it's just my wife and I, that's a lot of pork. It's a lot of pork.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Do you end up like, can you freeze the left? Like, how do you even? Yeah, you can freeze it. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, like, I mean, that much pork in a week, if you even have to eat like every day. I mean, that's just like a lot of, it's a lot of pork. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm in Wisconsin now, so I, I may be eating just as much meat uh by the time I get out of here, or at least dairy.
0: <laughs> well, getting back to football, um, we touched on there being no preseason, and I think that everyone on this show has uh complained at some point in some way about preseason football. Uh, you know, here we are about to round the corner into the twenty twenty season, and we've had No preseason. Do you think you missed the preseason?
1: No. 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 You know what's weird? I,
0: (sighs) I feel less prepared or less like, I don't know, looped up for the season for lack of a better term. But I don't think I missed watching the actual
1: games. I agree. I agree. Because every time, like, I would get myself excited to watch preseason games. And by, like, the second quarter, I was like, I don't know if I need to finish this. So I don't know if I feel like, I don't think I miss feeling obligated to watch that and then feeling guilty when I really don't watch it. You yeah. know, like, <laughs> and feeling like I missed something. But there is something about the lack of, like, build up time where I feel like as a fan, I'm not ready. You know, like, I, like, I, like, I'm not in football watching shape. <laughs> um, I th- and I think that would be different you know I almost feel like I miss the tra- even though training camp seems like it's the same stories every single year that I think I just like miss like knowing it's like a warm summer day and that the Packers are out there somewhere well we know where but like they're out there they're getting ready like they're shorts. throwing balls into nets 50 yards down the field <laughs> and all is right in the world and that that happened for like two weeks and that's it um, so yeah, maybe I just miss that like idea of like, they're getting ready for something big.
0: Yeah. Do You miss the, uh, the trophy storylines about who came back in shape or who came back out of shape or,
1: <laughs> uh, you know, I don't, I think that's kind of unfair. Um, I could, as someone who, who can gain weight effortlessly in like such little time, even when not eating badly. Uh, I always hated like shape. Well, there, I'm not a professional athlete, but I hated that. I did like the bike uh tradition, you know, I just love seeing those photos. So I will miss that. Yeah. You know, as much as you I don't know if people really hate on that. Um and feeling like you get to know the coaching staff and you get to know some of the players. Like I also feel like I don't, you know, I root for all of them to succeed, but like you kind of like build these like little emotional attachments with certain players and they're like your little like guys that you're like, you know, that's like my guy, right? Like Bob Tanya is like one of your guys. Like I don't have, like, new guys right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> just, like, my, my cupboard is bare.
0: What's that? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Big Bob. Oh, man, I'm so psyched about Bob this year.
1: <laughs> Any excuse to use that sound, I just, I always forget the end of it, um, <laughs> which is great.
0: I like, uh I, the bleeping is like comic effect, because obviously we don't bleep other profanity on the show.
1: yeah no of course um yeah i should probably use less of it but in in these unprecedented times
0: (laughs) these uncertain times
1: uh, yeah i just like i love seeing the things in the internet like what (laughs) like what are certain times you know when was the last time there was a certain time that's like all we hear uh but yeah anyway um i miss having like my 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 guys yeah do you have guys? I don't know. Have you like built up guys? Like the only guys I have that are like kind of new are guys we've already seen play, like Shandon Sullivan, who had like a good camp or a good week. <laughs> um, I know that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, the cupboard's like bare for me. I think I'm just the, like
0: the closest thing anybody could really have to a guy in the way that you're talking about is like AJ Dillon's legs had a moment there in the sun. Oh yeah,
1: big moment, big moment. Yeah,
0: and I so I think that a lot of like he that 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 elevated him on people's radar. Um, so like maybe people are rooting for him because they like, like that sort of funny memeable moment that went around for a couple of days and was, um, old hat after like 12, hours. <laughs> 12 hours. That's the closest thing I can, I can, uh, come up with in terms of like, yeah, who's the, who's the guys. I, I don't know.
1: I don't know anything. Yeah, I still follow the Twitter account because I think that's the right approach to training camp. Like, if we're, you know what I mean? Like, that's like all we can glean is like, yeah, those legs are something. Um, (laughs) You know, but like Tyler Irvin is like a guy and he's like already been a guy. He's not a new guy. He's an old guy, but he's still a guy.
0: (laughs) This is turning into a very Seinfeld conversation. I'm sorry, but that's (laughs) just how (laughs) I feel.
1: I did one one football thing though, and I I apologize because I didn't get to listen to to the most recent episode of this podcast uh, while I was traveling and then. Uh, debating whether or not to travel and all this stuff at the back end of last week. But um, like the, I'm trying to remember where I read this, but like it, it was like a candidates for like a surprise cut and people were talking about Jabal Williams. I don't know if you guys talked about this. We didn't you put talk any about Any stock it. in that at all? Like that, like Aaron Jones is like cemented as obviously the number one and that AJ Dillon is like, it's just right there for the taking for the Packers to release. Jamal, like this is the type of stuff that i think would would be fun in another training camp. Yeah. But if the packers made a decision like that after 12 practices, i would be mad. Yeah. Like i would be like what are you guys doing? Like yeah. the, nobody's had enough time to prove anything. Um, yeah. And that's the kind of like football content that i feel like we we miss, you know, because you can't put a lot of stock in any of that. Um Yeah. At least this off season. Josh so.
0: Jackson i guess might be my surprise. Okay.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I was reading uh, in the Athletic um, today. Like, uh, I think it was like it's from last week, but like, you know, it, it was you it know summarizing like different guys on the roster, like whose stock is rising and who's falling. And uh, I agree um, with the point that if you're that early of a draft pick, and it's already been two years, and you're still very, very much in doubt, like. When, when is it bus territory? Yeah. Probably now. Well, they're finally,
0: they're finally in this camp letting him play one position and he's the most comfortable he's ever been. And at the same time, he's still pretty up and down. So I think, um, that would get my vote in terms, not that I want to see him go, but just like any surprise cuts. But like you were saying, I mean, you know, there's so little to, that we're able to glean from these practice reports and, and, uh, and all the sarcastic beat reporter beat reporters when they're talking about who's with the ones and who's with the twos.
1: Yeah. So I really and, have no idea. And I think most, uh, Packers media is obviously like you said, they're like sarcastically almost like, like writing these things. So I don't think anybody, um, I think they're like in on it too, you know, which is like kind of refreshing. Like, I, uh, I think that they're just like, uh, very aware that they, what they know is yeah. way more than us, but still very little, yeah. you know, which yeah. is, which is kind of interesting. So,
0: well, and Tom Silverstein came out pretty strongly against this when it, uh, when the order came down about the new media policy. And I was listening to uh, his pod with, uh, Jim Ozarski and, and, uh, he said the, the policy, the only other team that he can think of that has a policy, uh, like this, or has had a policy like this for a really long time is the bears, so congratulations, Packers. You're just like the bears of the <laughs> of uh, of Wisconsin. so great. yeah.
1: the bears you don't have to pay Jimmy Graham. Yeah, that sounds good. I'll be that. I'd rather be that bears those bears. Oh whatever.
0: man that's a that's a hot take right there. Um let's switch gears, but on a, on a similar note here as we talk about the weirdness that is this season to come. Uh, we got a tweet in from Wendy. First of all, um, shout out to Wendy, who, for those who don't know, um, was uh, doing the APC socials for the last couple of years um, and is moving on to greener pastures. But she she wrote in and uh, wanted to know, do you think not having fans in the stands will affect the Packers' performance on the field? Um, and so the NFL is, is now allowing teams to decide Their own policy on if they want fans in the stands, um, and if so, how many fans, et cetera. I saw Andrew Brandt wrote um, about this recently. Um, so, So firstly, do you think that it'll affect the Packers' performance? And then what Andrew Brandt was writing about was, do you think that it will represent an unfair advantage for some stadiums to have fans and others to have none?
1: Yeah. So, uh, first part of the question, Wendy's question. Um, I would say, I think it will have an impact, and I don't mean that it necessarily is the impact of there aren't fans there cheering on a team, so they are going to perform worse, or that the road team is like at a better uh, has has less of a disadvantage. But what I what I think is interesting about this, and we've seen it in other sports too. Is like, well, one, the NBA does an incredible job of like the fake crowd noise. So sometimes I forget that, like, if you were just there and you're on the bench for this game, for the Heat and the Bucks game one, right? um, All you hear is the sneak of the, the squeaking of the shoes and like coaches yelling, like, and players yelling and communicating. So I think that in football, where communication is so big, there's definitely. Different parts of it. The, like, there, there's another element to that, right? Like, the defense against the Packers at Lambeau Field will generally be able to communicate well because Lambeau Field is pretty good about being quiet when Aaron Rodgers is running <laughs> the offense. Yeah. And on the flip side, their offense is going to be able to communicate better. But I think what I think is interesting is like the psychological element. And I've gone back and forth on this a lot, but I'm starting to like kind of buy into like sports psychology a little bit more. And I think you saw this happen in like some soccer stadiums in Europe. You saw that, like, maybe even in the NBA a little. I think people, teams that are less experienced or teams that have a reputation for choking um, in big moments, I think there's something about the fact that if you're there, it just feels like a fucking practice. Yeah. Is, like, kind of a, like evens the playing field in a way. Yeah. You know? And it's just, like, I, I definitely believe there are some people who perform better under pressure than others. And that pressure, by taking the crowd out of it, You know, by taking the people who are living and dying with everything that happens in front of them, out of it, I think changes something. It has to. And and uh,
0: you know, Aaron Rodgers even is a guy who's talked about sort of the the juice of the moment and like momentum concepts, like momentum. You know, whether or not you put any stock in that of a player as uh, cerebral as Rodgers is about the game. I mean, I only I have to take him at face value that that stuff matters, and a lot of that is to do with the crowd.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, think about, uh, you know, you're like a, a wide receiver and you, you, it's a huge drop and you drop a touchdown. And without the 80,000 people there, like being super pissed about it <laughs> and, the, you know, the, the, the gasp that is let out um, by these fans who are desperate for you to catch that, it just feels like a drop ball. Yep. And, and I don't want to say a drop ball in practice because I get that, that it is still a game and they understand that. But the stakes just feel lower. Um, and I think that, in some way, you know these like chokers or whatever that you want to call them, like guys who maybe are like, perform better in practice than they do in games, and you always wonder why it doesn't happen, like maybe this is their time to shine, yeah
0: <laughs> maybe also so. uh you know if uh if the packers want the players to feel more comfortable, more at home in the Lambeau situation. Maybe they could like pay Tom Crabtree to sit in the stands and just yell, sit down like every 10 minutes or so.
1: <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> the second part of the the question though, uh, or the second question that you posed, um is interesting because I do think well, you said it was from Andrew Brandt, right?
0: Yeah. I guess he, he wrote a piece about it. Yeah.
1: I still think it is weird that there's not consistency like that is a problem. It's very, uh, Very on brand with the way coronavirus has been handled on other levels.
0: But not on brand, but the way the NFL typically handles things. And that is something that I forgot to tee up with Andrew Brand's piece is I think that part of what he was saying is that for a league that cares so much about parity, it seems almost an odd decision to just let everyone figure it out for themselves.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that there's just something about that that doesn't necessarily sit right with me. You know, yeah, um, but yeah. That's, I don't know. That that's a weird one. That's so weird. That's just but at the same butts time, in the seat, like
0: dollars. You know, if you uh, that's just like some teams are just like we we need to make that money. I guess.
1: Well, and yeah, and you're putting well, you're putting te- what you're asking of. Forget about like what it means to the game, but like the position that you're putting these franchises in, and yeah. maybe they wanted that. I don't know. I actually. I haven't like paid enough attention to see if like teams wanted to be able to control this rather than be like told like what they need to do. But you're putting some teams in like a pretty difficult spot, I think. Yeah. You know, like I applaud the Packers for like at least realizing that for, you know, September home games, like we're not there yet. Um, but then after that, is there going to be pressure from people to be like let us in the stadium? But then is the second wave of the virus going to come? And then like all of a sudden the Packers are responsible for making a decision that's, you know, kind of yeah. above them, yeah. that should be, I don't know. Well, and the Packers anyway. are
0: in a unique situation too, because the entire Green Bay economy is run by the football team and, and hotels and hospitality and getting people to Green Bay who <laughs> would otherwise really have no reason to go there.
1: Yeah, which I I empathize with them, uh, uh, them the team, but the team also employs a lot of people who are not like, super wealthy and who, who do need this, you know? So I empathize with those people and it's sad. And I think that that's where a lot of, uh, I think that's uh, a lot of people have paid the price for that, but knowingly, right? Like, like if this is our only way to thrive and keep people employed, we're going to have to take a little bit of a risk here because at the end of the day, there's not a way to do it a hundred percent safely, you know? And it breaks my heart that 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 has to happen, you know. Um, but that's where where we are. That's yeah.
0: That's but we're
1: all in it together, and we get to discover
0: our team together, <laughs> white knuckling it together. Yeah, that's uh, that's where we are. It's a a weird headspace. As we, I mean, said do you think it's going to and... be
1: like weird? I mean, do you think there's any type of advantage either way? Like back to the first part, like to Wendy's question from Twitter. Like, do you, I mean. Am I totally misinterpreting that? <laughs> like,
0: I don't know. It's funny because I, I, you know, I brought up the Aaron Rodgers quote about momentum and all this stuff, and and I think that that stuff is affected by the fans, but can happen without the fans. Um, so I guess overall, I would say no. I don't think there's going to be a, an unfair advantage, one way or the other. I'm not convinced of that, but. I do, as I already have said, um, think it is odd that a league that is so concerned with parity and making sure things are, uh, you know, balanced in a certain way are just kind of going about this. So, so piecemeal, but, um, yeah, that's, that's where we are.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, <sighs> unfortunately. Yep.
0: I don't know, man, that feels like, uh, that feels like some good headspace clearing, uh, talk. I feel, I feel good about where we landed there. What about you?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I do. And I'm excited to watch football. I think like early in the off season, I I felt like I was really pessimistic and kind of almost ready to punt on the whole thing. Um, and you know, the fact that some teams have already made the decision that there won't be fans there makes me feel a little bit better. Um, so, you know, if we can pull off this, September safely and then sit and talk about October, which I think the Vikings are another team, right? They're not going to be having fans. So that's obviously one of your opponents. So like, we're going to watch a lot of fanless Packers games at the beginning of the year. And I'm down with that. Cause that means no one's risking their life to witness football.
0: Yep. And we still get to sit on a couch and watch it.
1: And we still, yeah, exactly. And we still get to make eight pounds of pork and sit there and eat and half, enjoy maybe. ourselves and, <laughs> you know, distract ourselves from, all these other things that are going on in our lives. So that makes me happy.
0: Absolutely.
1: And we'll have real things to break down, which is exciting. Zach, I'm looking forward to talking about less heavy things than, than what we've been talking about.
0: Bam straight. Totally agree. Alex, thank you for dialing it in from Wisconsin. Um, that is going to do it for us this week. As the poker comes in, please consider giving us a rating and Apple podcasts, positive rating, Helps us reach more people, makes us feel good too. If Patreon is your thing, you can support us there: patreon.com/slash/notenugs. Each dollar helps us keep up with equipment costs, gear upgrades, other resources um, that help us bring you this show. Patreon.com/slash/notenugs. N-O-T-E-N-U-G-S. Got another patron after last week's show, so huge, huge thank you for that. If you want in on the free listener pick'em, follow us on Twitter at the APC Pod and let us know. And again, if you are a sane person who is not on Twitter, email us at theapcpodcast at gmail.com. Alex, as you just alluded to, we will start our regular season schedule next week. So two episodes, God help us. um, We will have a real roster to discuss, and we will preview the opener against the Minnesota Vikings with Arif Hassan. So good times, I think, are ahead. All right, guys, until then, go Pack Go. And keep your stick on the ice.